Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm Bill Golden. Alongside me, as always, is Kevin McLernan. We also have a very special guest today with us, our good friend Pat McFarland. How's it going, Pat? Going well. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We're, we're really happy to have you on today. Today's a big day for Sixers fans. We're just going to start with that because, I mean, I'm just so excited. The The uh, Timberwolves and the Sixers agreed to send Jimmy Butler uh, to the 76ers, and the Sixers are sending uh, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and thank God we got rid of Bayless as well. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh, it's awesome. It is fantastic, um, especially I just found out that Bayless was heading out also recently. So uh, that's another nine million off the books, which uh, gives us plenty of space to sign somebody late in the year. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And Bayless is uh, just so glad he's gone. He's just such a train wreck to watch on the court. Um, and yeah, I mean, in totality, the news is great. I think we can get into the nitty gritty, but very exciting. Yeah, so I, I see the the next year in two ways. I mean, I think that there's probably some kind of understanding that Jimmy will sign the extension. Um, I don't think the Sixers would have made a trade unless they had some kind of word from him or his his people on that. But assuming that uh, he does, we if, if we can get rid of Fultz, my understanding is that we'll have room for two max guys. Is that right, Kev? No, well, just one more max guy. We already have the, the big three. Oh, right, right. They would have space for another max guy yeah yeah and then in the alternative uh if if for some reason butler didn't sign but we still get rid of Fultz, then we would have room for two max right yeah 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 so i say it's a good trade either way um i don't know uh what you guys think um on minnesota's end uh i, I thought it was a good trade for them too i think it's great i mean Covington's going to fit into that team, uh, be able to cover the best player on the court, which obviously Wiggins doesn't want to do. He just wants to get his points. So, um, I mean, Dario is going to bring some grit to the team, which they definitely need. Um, But I I think it's one of those rare cases that both teams win the trade. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Minnesota would have preferred the Jay Rich plus the first. Uh, But, I mean, this is a nice consolation prize. Like, those two guys are going to fit in and contribute immediately. Uh, and help that team, uh, especially Covington, of course, his defensive ability is uh, is really tremendous, and he's going he's gonna to impact them greatly. Yeah, so obviously it's going to take a little time for everything to get worked out, you know, adding a, a player that that's, that's that good to the roster. And, um, you know, we did lose two starters, um, obviously gained one, but th- different players. So there's a lot of, of moving pieces there. Um, how good once you know everything gets together and you know we start rolling maybe in a month or so. I mean, how good does this make us? Does this make us the favorites in the East? No, Boston's still the favorites. Okay, 
What do you think, Fat? I would say it puts us on par with Boston. Um, I'm I'm personally afraid of Milwaukee. They're, they're firing all cylinders. Um, I think the the way that they're scoring this year is um, like Houston-esque. They're moving everything to threes or right next to the basket, um, and that scares me a lot. Like smart team like Milwaukee, an athletic team. Um, but I, it puts us in the conversation for sure a lot more seriously than like three hours ago. <laughs> Uh, that's Coach Budenholzer, yeah, for sure. right? Is that Coach yeah, Budenholzer? Coach yeah, Bud, Coach Coach of the Year. Calling it out. Uh, yeah, it's looking that way. Uh, another award, uh, just speaking on the Bucks. Uh, the, my prediction was uh, Giannis, which I actually uh, feel like that's the only thing I got right in that in that preseason podcast we did. But, I mean, he's looking incredible right now. Like you said, Pat, like the whole team is looking really good. But um, I don't know. I think he's probably in lead for MVP. Wouldn't you guys say? Absolutely. Giannis, yeah, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, the other especially with how well the team's doing. I mean, when they're in first or what are they in second place in the East right now, behind Toronto? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, that definitely puts him in the lead. Yeah, and uh, the other guys I think that are in that conversation right now is our our boy Joel Embiid is is in that conversation. I don't know if he's in the second spot or the third spot right now. Uh, probably in the second spot, and then. Who are the other guys? Is it Steph and Kemba? Are they also in the conversation? I mean, Kemba's team's 500. It's kind of tough to put him in there right now. Yeah. yeah but he's, he's going to maintain that high usage like the whole year. His numbers are going to be yeah. tremendous. Um, and then I feel like Joel's going to take a pretty big hit in terms of usage rate and, and his numbers. So I think he'll start to diminish in terms of the MVP conversation. But, I mean, he's still going to be – huge contribution every night for the Sixers. So, uh, that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, he's averaging almost 29 points per game right now, shooting about 19 shots a game. So that those numbers will both go down. Hopefully his rebounding can stay uh, somewhere near the same. I don't know that that should, go, that should change too much. Although he's, he's, he, he's rebounding at a pretty high rate right now. I think he had 20 the other night, didn't he? 24? Last night? Uh, the night before. One of the one of the one of the past two games. Last night he had forty two, and a couple games ago he hit twenty. Yeah. Uh, no, I was talking rebounds. Sorry. Oh, I'm still on points. My fault. I want to say it was eighteen last night. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, I mean, he's just been a monster on the glass. Um. Yeah. So the other the other big thing I think is if you look at we talked about some of the better teams. Let's transition and talk about some of the worst teams. Um, Cleveland looks like the worst team, but right now, and and I guess it, it's kind of proving how good LeBron James is. I mean, this is what people alleged would happen if he didn't play on on the team. It's part of the reason I wanted him to win MVP the past two seasons, and now you're seeing the value that he has. They're one in ten, and they 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 look terrible. Yeah, but LeBron did this to them. You knew they were going to be bad because LeBron did this to them. He traded, they traded all their draft picks away the last three or four seasons just to try to win a championship, which good for them. They, they got a championship. It's all worth it. But they had, they had like three draft picks in the last four years. I mean, they knew they weren't going to be good, and now that Kevin Love's out, they're awful. Yeah, everyone's on that roster is pretty much hapless. Like, yeah, without Kevin Love, without a leader, like just a bunch of guys running around. Uh, I don't know if you guys touched on it, but the, the Ty Lue firing, what did you think of that? Like six games in, uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I it didn't, was a little brash. 
Go ahead, Kev. It was rushed. It was rushed. I mean, you got to give them time. I think, I mean, yeah, I just what did you expect out of that team? It was like when the Hawks fired Budenholzer. I mean, he's a good coach. What did you expect from that team last year? And it's teams are just getting, uh, I think, firing good coaches sometimes. Not saying that Lou was a good coach. I really don't know since LeBron took control of that team a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I think teams are very quick to pull the trigger on coaches sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both you guys. Uh, that was way too quick, and it was not fair. But at the same time, I was listening to the Dan Levitard show, and they, they sometimes have a different take on, on sports. And, I mean, you could argue that they kind of did him a favor, right? I mean, now he doesn't have to try to make something of this absolutely terrible team, and maybe he can, uh, you know, if another better job opens up, maybe he can take that. Because like you said, Kev, their future is destroyed as well. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, that's definitely a blessing for him because nobody knows if he's a good coach or not because he pretty much had the best assistant coach, player coach in LeBron, and they fired him after six games. So he's just a huge question mark who's also an NBA champion as a coach. So there's going to be a team out there that takes a chance on him, uh, and who knows if it's if it's the right move. It's just a, a really big question mark. But as jobs open open up, he's going to be – He's going to be a name that gets bounced around a lot. Can we talk about the fact that they don't have a head coach? <laughs> like Larry Drew doesn't want to take the job. <laughs> he, re- he refuses to call himself head coach, and it's the wackiest situation right now. I think uh, part of that was that he wanted a, like a contract as a head coach, and I believe they gave it to him. But it, I think it was just for the rest of the season, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, I mean, that's just so bizarre. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be head coach of that team either. That's not a good sign. No one wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder what would happen if, if they, they opened it up to anyone, to anyone who wanted it. I mean, I wonder how many people would actually apply for that position. I, I would put my name in the name. <laughs> I think I could turn this team around. Uh, I called them hapless a little moment ago, but I don't know. They got some guys. <laughs> it, it also says that nobody wanted the GM job, too. So, I mean, nobody really wants to be in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I can pull a, pull a Glenn Rivers and be a coach and GM. <laughs> that's, that's fine with me. What do you guys think? I'm just thinking about teams that have been in, in terrible positions, and the team that comes to mind is one of this podcast's most hated teams, I think, the Brooklyn Nets, although we, we've, been, we've been nice to them uh, recently because they're in a much better position. I mean... Are they in a worse position than the Nets were a couple years ago? No. Okay. They have their own draft picks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that what they did trading for, what, two 35-year-olds, the Nets, um, and traded their whole future away was one of the dumbest views in NBA history. A lot of people at the time thought the Nets won that trade, too. Bill Simmons said it live <laughs> on the NBA draft. He thought they stole them, which awful take. Yeah, I think he admits that's his worst call ever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Nets are like just now coming out of that. So the Cavs are maybe a step behind where they were, and it took the Nets all this time. Um, yeah, they they were screwed by that trade. You just have to be smart like what the Nets did, and you have to take on contracts and get draft picks and try to – I mean, Karis LeVert, they got – but 20th pick overall from somebody, you just you kind of have to build your team that way if you're in that situation, which nobody wants to be in. Yeah, at least they have a, a model that that has worked recently. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. 
Uh, but like you said, Kev, it was all worth it because they got the championship, and that's I mean that's that's why they play. So um, staying with LeBron, let's go transition to his new team, the Lakers. They're five and six. They've looked okay. I get I, I would say so far, LeBron has actually shown more frustration than I thought he would early in the season. I know he's not used to being on teams with losing records, but are you guys confident they'll still put it together? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I was, I mean, the rest of the roster is just such, such a big question mark. I think it was the right move to replace Rondo, uh, with ball, the starting lineup. Like that, that was never going to work from the start. Uh, the, the chemistry is definitely coming along. They look a lot better than they did at the beginning of the season. But uh, I think LeBron's just gonna just gonna take him as far as LeBron can, similar to the Cavaliers, and he'll get creative uh, as he needs to be at the trade line, uh, bringing guys on, uh, helping Magic Johnson out. Uh, I think I think they'll be okay in the long run, but okay in the long run in the West is going to be an early exit. That uh, they're not in the upper echelon for sure. Thank God they kept on to Brandon Ingram with all those trade talks in the offseason because he looks really, really good, right? Um, it's just, it's I don't know what they see in Ingram. He, is, he still has plenty of weight to put on, and that jump shot just hasn't come around yet. Um, I mean, he's obviously still young, but um, he just hasn't developed as much as anybody really thought he was going to. Yeah, and I think the other thing, the question mark for me is I just, I don't think they have enough three-point shooting around LeBron. I mean, not enough maybe in general for an NBA team, the way that, you know, the most efficient way to play has been proven with you know, the Warriors, what the Warriors do, and everyone's pretty much trying to emulate that. But, I mean, they just don't have the three-point shooting, right? You got Hart and Caldwell Pope. That's basically – and Kuzma's shooting pretty well this year too. But, I mean, you got Rondo, Ball, Ingram hasn't shot well, Stevenson can't really shoot. Um, yeah, not much. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, some of the surprising teams so far. Um, let's start with the two surprise. Well, one of them is a big surprise to me. That's the Grizzlies, and the other one's not. It's a surprise to pretty much everyone, and that's the Kings. I know, Kev, you took the over. This was one of my worst calls. I told everyone to put half of their bank account's money on the Grizzlies under, and they're sitting at 6-4 and four right now. Are either of these teams for real? Grizzlies making the playoffs. I told you, man, they're going to get the AC. And, yeah, I don't know. If, I, I feel like they're they're due for some some real regression. Um, they're pretty old. They got some exciting guys though. Um, I, I think I'm excited for tonight's game for sure, especially because the Sixers have like half a Nobody. roster now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think they're they're definitely better than expected. I wouldn't have taken that bet uh, for sure. But. The Kings aren't for real. Yeah, they're, they're. I mean, they're going to win some games because they have nothing to lose, and uh, they can't tank since they don't have their pick. But um, they're not going to be over five hundred at the end of the year. Yeah, I, th- I think defensively, both of the. I mean, the Grizzlies and the Kings are both huge liabilities. So, um, with a with a small sample now, um, they're looking good. But I feel like they're they're due to get their doors blown off um, on a regular basis. Yeah, somehow there's two teams that are giving up more points than the Kings so far. Again, like we've been saying, small sample size, but uh, they certainly are awful on, on the defensive end. Um, 
All right, let's talk. Speaking of awful, let's let's talk about some of the teams that are at the bottom of the standings. That is kind of surprising. I guess we'll start with Houston since we're, we're out west. Uh, they're sitting at four and six right now. Um, some people saw not four and six bad, but um, saw some regression coming. Uh, I thought they'd be able to keep it together. What do you guys make of this so far? I mean, they also had Paul get suspended. Yeah, that didn't help. What was he was just two games, right? Yeah, he was two games. He was two games. Uh, and Harden got hurt too. Yeah, Harden was out for a little bit, and then you get the whole chemistry thing with Carmelo. Uh, I think they're definitely sorted <laughs> out. Um, I thought they were going to be front runners for for Butler. I thought they were going to panic and, and pull the trigger there. Um, just to get some more firepower on deck, but I think that they're they're in okay shape as long as they handle Melo as well as he can be handled. Um, they'll be okay. So, so while we're on the, you mentioned the Butler thing. So they reportedly offered their 2019 pick. These are all their first rounds: so 2019, 2021, 2023, and 2025. So that's the most you can offer, and uh, you can't lose. You can't trade back-to-back years. Um, do you think the Wolves got a better return from that from the Sixers, or would you have taken the Rockets' offer? Um, for me, I would, oh, sorry, go ahead, Pat. I, I was going to say, uh, given where the Wolves are now, hundred percent the uh, the Rockets' offer. I think uh, they're they're a weird team, right? They're they have a young core, but it's not the greatest young core. Like Cats, uh, tremendous, but uh, then you have then you have Andrew Wiggins, who's got just huge defensive question marks, and his scoring efficiency is kind of weird. Um, so I feel like this trade for the Timberwolves, they got some good guys from the Sixers in return, but not much for the future. Um, I feel like Minnesota is not going to get anywhere really tangible with this roster. And for that reason, uh, I would have taken the four first-rounders. But uh, who knows how good those first-rounders are going to be, right? That's the big question mark. Uh, so I could I could see it both ways, but I would have leaned towards Houston. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with that. I think their idea, from Minnesota's perspective, is they they feel like they're kind of competing right now, and you know a lot of people are expecting Golden State to break up after next year. So I'm thinking that they were thinking that after next after this season, they might be able to legitimately compete for a championship, um, especially if they can sign some of the off season. I don't know what their contract situation is. Um, but I, that's, I think, what their idea is. But I'm with you, Pat. I, I, I don't. This team is f- further than they think it is away from you know being championship level. Even if Golden State, uh, you know, c- comes apart, so I, I would have taken uh, the Houston deal also. Well, I know they they were wanting to trade Butler to the Eastern Conference. That's why they were leaning towards Miami, um, and ended up going with uh, the Sixers. But to answer your question about you don't know their contract situation or their salary situation it's bad they're paying like gorgie jen like 64 million over the next four years or something it's not good yeah i know they were trying to get that off their books with this trade too but i guess i guess no one would would take (laughs) nobody's taking that yeah yeah holy shit (laughs) yeah it's a it's a bad bad contract it's almost as bad as mozgov's actually it might be worse since there's four years left on it that's saying a lot. That is saying uh, a whole heck of a lot. All right. Uh, staying with the bad teams, but flipping over to the East. I think this is arguably the biggest surprise. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Wizards are 2-9. and nine. Uh, They're giving up 120 points per game. They're just a dumpster fire. And uh, 
I just, I don't know. I don't even have words for how bad they are right now. And I don't even know what they do because John Wall, his super max hasn't even kicked in yet. So nobody really wants to trade for that contract. Um, Beal is there. Um, and, and you can't tank with a player like that. So if you're going to trade Beal away, then what do you, you have to get something in return so you can try to compete. Yeah, this is, it's such a weird situation. Everybody on that team hates each other. Yep. Coach hates everybody on the team. <clears throat> They got rid of one combative center for one of the more combative centers in league history. And he looks exactly the same. Like, I thought him coming back would maybe spark them. But that getting the first game back against OKC was just... The first quarter was great for the Wizards, and then Oklahoma City kicked it into gear and just destroyed Yeah, Dwight had like 11 points in the first quarter in that game. Yeah, he made his first six shots. His seventh shot was a layup at the rim. He missed it. I was like, "All right, here, here we go." And uh, yeah, the yeah the wall situation really ties you to competing. And uh, I don't know if that's really the state, the state they should begin. Such a weird roster. If I'm them, they're I, paying Otto Porter a lot too. Yeah. If I'm them, I I just kind of have to give up. So what I do is I move Beal, try to get picks back and then I, I, you're just going to have to waste John Wall's career I mean that's 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 what I do I, I don't there's not because they're in such a bad position right now I don't see how else, what else they can do that makes any sense but uh, two things that I want to uh, ask you guys is is Scott Brooks going to get fired and then second uh, is John Wall fat go ahead Pat you can take that one <laughs> I'm going to unequivocally answer the second one. Yes, John Wall is fat. <laughs> okay. uh, and he's fat and he knows it, uh, which is why it's so entertaining. Uh, and, yeah, I think I think Scott Brooks is going to be fired. He is another coach uh, who I think uh, – fraud is too strong of a word, but I don't think he's as good of a coach as, as people think. Fraud. Uh, yeah, he lucked out in Oklahoma City for as long as he could. Um, took a year off, like – the cream of the crop coaches do searching for the best job. And then he takes the wizard's job and can't do anything with it. I mean, uh, I think his days are certainly numbered. I am going to disagree. I, I think he is going to stay there. Uh, they are a dumpster fire and they have to pay him. So why pay him and pay another head coach that they're going to hire? So they have him this year and then two years. Uh, so for the next three years, they pay him $15 million total. And I don't think they want to pay another coach, so they're just going to keep him and lose. Yeah. And what about John Wall? What a sad state of a word. Yeah, John Wall's fat. We can move on. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. What else did you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about the Sixers starting lineup. Okay. Yeah. I, roster fit. Because uh, you lose two starters and you get one back. Um, you're, you're starting a guy that you don't end the game with. So, um, is Markel, I, I mean, I, I assume you're going to start him. You start Jimmy at the two or three, whatever you want to call it. And then Ben and then beat at the center. So who, who's that fifth guy? Well, it's Reddick, right? You think Reddick's going to start? Yeah. I, I think d- the, the old, I mean, he's definitely going to finish. Yeah. Yeah, that that lineup will definitely finish, but um, yeah, you might need more 
more inside presence than Redick in the starting lineup. Uh, I don't know, maybe Chandler when he when he gets his minutes restrictions off. Uh, I'm thinking that's the ultimate answer, yeah. Yeah, and then he yeah he he starts and then Redick finishes. Maybe starts the third quarter, uh, something like that. Any chance they go Mascala and try to get that? Like you said, that that size. They start Mascala at the four. Yeah, maybe in the interim before Chandler uh, gets totally back, uh, they try that out a little bit. I mean, I feel like they have plenty of opportunity to try things out, uh, especially at the beginning. It's going to be clunky just getting a new guy, and it's such a high-usage new guy that um, trying these different lineup combinations, especially against um, the bottom of the league, is going to be really revealing. Yeah, I agree with you guys totally. Um I think that's right. I think they put Muscala in to begin, and then uh, once Chandler gets back, that's who they put in. Um, the bench obviously gets just a touch thinner, um, but maybe you can just raise some guys' minutes instead of putting extra people in the rotation. And we lost Zaire Smith for the season. That's confirmed now, right? I thought it was just 2018. Just the calendar year, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's good. Um, I mean, you can't be a rookie on the Sixers and not uh, at least sit like a month or so out. I mean, come on. It's, it it's like comical. And then he gets an allergic reaction and sets him out another couple of months. Like, you can't even make that up. Like, yeah. oh, he's healing regularly and then it's act of God. It's, it is quite amazing. But, I mean, I, I'm willing to be patient. It, the patience has worked out before. I mean, Markel is still a huge question mark, um, but I don't think he's on the team um, next season. Do you guys? Markel. Yeah. Markel. Yeah. I think he is. Man, but then. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. Cheap for a while, and then I don't know. You gotta hope he, he sorts something out. Like I mean, the shot's clearly broken, but. I mean, he's he's pretty active defensively this year, especially on the perimeter. Uh, he's good around the basket for his size, which is kind of refreshing. Uh, I feel like there's a n- niche he can fill with his team, um, and it's not totally sorted out yet because our point guard can't shoot either. So uh, it's just a really weird dynamic on the floor. But uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna stick with him at least uh, for another season beyond this. I think the defense has been huge because you can keep him on the court and justify it uh, right now since he hasn't active on the defensive end. And uh, the elbow jumpers coming along, I, I kind of like what I've seen so far this season uh, from that shot. Uh, the three, not so much. Is there somebody else that we can move then so that we can get that extra max spot? Because I really would love to have that. Uh, I mean, most. I mean, Amir's expiring. Wilson Chandler's expiring. Um, Scalo is a one-year deal, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's just making five this year. That's it. Um, so, I mean, there's not. Besides the young guys, Bolden's not making much. Shamit's not making much. Um, so, I mean, Bayless is gone. Not, not much money besides Markel. Yeah. Really. So, I mean, if that's the case, then I have to think they move them just so they can get that max spot. But do you guys think they just keep them and then just use that money for, like, a, a decent player or two to um, upgrade, I guess, the power forward position a little bit? 
my problem is if you get that fourth star, you have no depth whatsoever, and you're going to be paying guys the minimum. Um, I mean, maybe three or four years from now, that's good because then Ben and uh, Joel are at their peak, but I'm not sure you're going to be able to beat the teams like the or the, not the teams like I don't know if you can beat the Warriors if they stay together with that team. Yeah, I'd, go ahead, Pat. I'm more inclined to lean towards Kev. Um, trying to bolster your depth, um, maybe dust off the uh, the Procon Cork Mosses of the world and uh, give them a chance. Uh, I'm ready for the uh, the Summer League darling to uh, to play tonight uh, and really prove himself. But, yeah, I think having the four stars is obviously really valuable, but it handcuffs you uh, to a certain degree, and I think depth is going to be an issue in the short term. Hopefully it's solved by uh, – guys increasing their minutes guys coming back and uh, getting creative at the trade deadline kind of like last year uh, maybe not those specific players uh, but I think I think we'll be okay all right you guys convinced me but can we get Kyle Corver as a part of that I'd really like to get Kyle Corver oh yeah future former sixer right I mean can you imagine it- Reddick going out and Corver coming in I mean just having that deadly of three point shooting on the floor at all times almost would just be awesome How many years does Corver have left uh, that I don't on his contract that I don't know cuz I mean he's making a good amount I don't want him for too long <laughs> You mean like with the current salary he has 7 yeah. and a half this year and 7 and a half next year and that's it that's not too bad. No, because then hopefully we could extend him for, you know, less than that. Because uh, he's kind of old, though, man. He's he's yeah. he's already 37. I feel like he would sign for, for 5 in 2021. 20, yeah. At 40. Yeah, that's if he's still playing. If he can still cover guys on defense. Or I should use air quotes with cover, but um, he can't really cover anybody right now. You guys think uh, losing Covington we and replacing him with Butler defensively is like a wash, or how do how do you think that affects us plus minus wise? Oh, I think it's an upgrade. Um, Covington is, I mean, really, really good at defense. I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but I think Jimmy's definitely a better on-ball defender, um, and I think Covington really benefits from having Joel back there because guys do beat him. Um, but Joel's back there to clean everything up. Yeah, it's probably an upgrade. Um, but I just want to, since we're talking about him, give him a shout-out one last time, and I hope that he gets treated better by the fans in Minnesota. Uh, there was a lot of people in Philly who liked him, but a lot of people who, I guess, don't understand basketball as much, um, just didn't like him as much. But uh, he was a great player, um, and he'll be he'll be good for them out in Minnesota. But, yeah, I just want to give him a shout-out because – I don't know. He didn't get the, all the love I think he deserved. Oh, for sure. Pretty All of his contributions. I mean, the high-value contract from the front office point of view. Uh, defensively, uh, I, w- I don't want to say undervalued because I think we all realize how, how active he is defensively, especially off the ball, like, like Kevin mentioned. Uh, deflections, help defense. Uh, just having him on the floor uh, destroyed other teams' spacing, and it, it was really fun to watch. Uh, when his shot was there, uh, which was most of the time, uh, that's just gravy on top. So, uh, they're, hopefully they love him in Minnesota. All those people are 
super nice anyway, so they'll, they'll <laughs> like anybody, but oh, especially Daria. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss both of them, primarily Covington, though. I still remember being at a game last year where Covington, I think he was like 0 for 8 or and one, like 1 for 10. So 0 for 8 from 3. And then he hit uh, the buzzer beater off the inbounds play. Oh, yeah. um, and then everybody went nuts. And uh, just a little fun fact, that was against the Timberwolves. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, everybody was booing him and saying that he shouldn't be on the court. And honestly, he probably shouldn't have been that night, but they kept him in and he got the game winner. That's all that mattered. All right, uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Well, uh, I'm going to do another swan song for Covington. The, he was the biggest fan of the Frosty Freeze Out. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know if the Sixers are going to find another player to pump up the crowd during that, but uh, I think our free throw defense is going to drop for that. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that pans out. How much is everybody, uh, uh, every player and every fan going to hate the Sixers? With the biggest, like the two biggest trolls in the NBA on the same team, with Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad for everybody else. Yeah, I, had, I hadn't thought about that part of it, um, but that's true. I, I like to see what they can uh, do when when they put their heads together and, and start trolling people uh, together at the same time. So hopefully, because you know Jimmy's been known to, uh, I mean he, he'll say it that, like you know how he feels. He's not gonna hold much back. So he's been known to uh, rub people the wrong way sometimes. So I hope that doesn't happen with with us. But I think uh, to me it feels like Ben Simmons and and Joel Embiid are a little bit tougher than than Cat and uh, and Wiggins. So hopefully that won't be think, an issue. I think I think all of us are tougher than Cat and Wiggins. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But I mean, all Butler wants to do is win. It just, I mean, Joel and Ben want to do that too. So I don't think they'll have a problem. Yeah, it's not out of the question that he comes in and they're immediately best friends. Like they bond over trolling and, and kind of exhibiting that behavior towards outside people rather than people in your locker room. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to uh, look at the bright side of that. I'm looking up right now the first game or the next game against the uh, Pistons just as see how much they're going to troll Andre Drummond together. Oh man. December 7th. There we go. Not, not too far away. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for, uh, Jimmy to, to chime in and, and, uh, tell Drummond how he can't guard Jojo. Uh, also I could see that happening. D- December 10th, uh, at Wells Fargo too. So two games in four days for them. I might have to go to that Sixers home game. Oh man. Drummond might, might need to, he might have a mental health breakdown after that. After the <laughs> in those four days. Yeah, there's, there's a real chance he retires after the 12-7 <laughs> game. Might not get to see him there. <laughs> the the one problem the Sixers are having right now, obviously, I mean, the game, the second game, Blake put up a lot of points in the last like two minutes of that game, but they're having trouble covering those bigger athletic guys. Dario is really having some struggles uh, just because he couldn't keep athletically, but like. Blake, um, nobody can cover Giannis, but um, is that something you guys think Wilson Chandler is really going to help out with when he comes back fully? I mean, I, I hope so, um, but I, I, I don't know. I think we might improve a little bit, but it's I don't think you're going to see a, a massive difference when he returns, but that's just me. Yeah, I think we're prone, still prone to getting abused by stars. Uh, I mean... It really 
shows when uh, you know Harden dropped 50 on you guys last year. Uh, I mean, he's not a bigger guy, but uh, I feel like those type of scores, high usage scores, are still an issue. I don't think Wilson Chandler is equipped to uh, lock that kind of guy down anymore. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping hoping to be pleasantly surprised by that. But he's he's the guy to do it. Outside of that. Uh, Maybe you start putting Simmons on those guys, see, see how he can handle it. But. Well, well, the guys like Harden and Oladipo, you would assume that's Jimmy's job now, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hopefully the smaller guys, uh, that should be less of an issue, especially with Covington's on-the-ball issue. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's just times when guys, you know, we're talking about some of the best players in the world. There's just times where – it doesn't matter what you're doing. They're just kind of unstoppable, and you're going to have to live with that sometimes. But um, I also wanted to uh, talk about uh, Doncic. I mean, I expected, like, a lot out of him coming into the season. And, like, granted, I know he's getting a lot of usage on, like, a pretty bad team. But, man, he looks incredible, doesn't he? Yeah, I watched – I've seen a little of him, and uh, he looks very good. I mean, he can just he, – he knows how to score. And when he, he's not the most athletic guy, but when he gets in the lane, I mean, the floaters, the, the interesting shots that he knows how to take and he uses the backboard. Um, I mean, he just, he just knows how to put the ball in the basket. Yeah. I haven't seen him outside of the, uh, the two Sixers games in China, but he looked great then. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, his numbers are pretty impressive so far this year, but, uh, I'll throw it back to you, Bill, uh, is, is don't you chef that? <laughs> oh man that's a tough one i'm gonna say yes he is uh for an nba player he is um i don't know if that's his usual build um I'm, i obviously i didn't really see much of anything of him uh, i remember watching some like highlight tapes but I, I don't remember his you know i don't really remember that well um about that part of it um but yeah he just looks like he he's not a rookie like he looks like he's been around and it's kind of true because, I mean, he, he played, it wasn't in the NBA, but he played professional basketball overseas for, I think, more than one year. So um, it, it's, the transition has been pretty smooth. But um, what other rookies you guys been impressed by so far? Well, before we move on from Luca, I mean, okay. since Shane's not here, I had to make I have to make the joke just to say that uh, Don Doncic's mom isn't fat, but he is. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but not a rookie. But uh, can we talk about the strange situation of uh, the Joker when uh, he took one shot against the Grizzlies the other night? Oh, he played like 30, 30 minutes, and his only shot was uh, a last second uh, buzzer beater. He didn't make it, but it was his only shot of the game. That's really weird. I did not know that. That's bizarre. Was there any explanation for that post game? No, it was like four straight games where he shot like five or less shots, and then last night he scored like forty. But that's it was just a weird. Yeah, it was really strange. Yeah, I was. I I read an article uh, or I saw a headline like, "Is this the bottom for uh, for the Joker?" And I was like, "I don't don't know what's going on." But now that confirms (laughs) it. But oh man. That is weird. Yeah, like it, it's because he—they were just saying he was in a scoring slump, but because like it, he wasn't in a shooting slump, he just wasn't shooting. But um, yeah, I don't know. See, so, yeah, thirty-seven last night, thirty-seven and twenty-one—that's a pretty good game. But they lost to the Nets, who are surprisingly beating teams. I guess it's just their their hard work that the the Nets are actually winning games. 
I I don't have an explanation for it. I don't, I don't know how they can stop any anyone from going to the basket. But like the the Sixers game against the Nets, like it was one of the more frustrating games in recent memory. Uh, I don't know how you don't score every trip down the court against that team, but uh, just because they're what do you mean? Because they're uh, perimeter defense. Yeah, you, you should be able to blow by everybody. I mean, um, D'Angelo and. Yeah, expose Dinwiddie, expose everybody on the perimeter. I mean, yeah, the the front court's actually uh, kind of daunting, but uh, D'Angelo always like goes off against the Sixers. Like he, he he's not a good career three point shooter, but he seems like he makes every shot against the Sixers. Doesn't make sense. I hate that yeah. stupid lefty shot. But wow, tell us how you really I'm feel. I'm so Kev. glad when we didn't draft him. I was so glad when we didn't draft D'Angelo Russell. I mean, the Lakers drafted ahead of us, and then we took uh, number eight. Um, but uh, I don't want to talk about that guy either. Wow, Kev. Uh, Even in hindsight, uh, you would have preferred number eight to D'Angelo? Um, I didn't even think about it beforehand because I assumed Okafor was going to go one or two. Um, so it, I didn't even, like, compare them. I just – I was thinking – I was comparing, like, the guards, like, Moutier and Russell. Quit avoiding the question, Kev. Uh, I probably would have wanted Okafor, yeah. Wow. I uh, still think Okafor is, like, decent. I mean, he can roll out of bed and get 20 to 10. <laughs> yeah, that's player. true. I mean, he's he did that here, and uh, he, he, he just defensively is really bad. But I agree with you. I, I'm higher on him than, than most people are, but... I mean, I don't think he's going to be... Vegan jaw is not fat. Vegan jaw is not fat. That's true. That's very true. Uh, Do you guys want to talk rookies now? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, what about Trey Young, Bill? Yeah, so I have him in uh, fantasy basketball, and uh, he's really just killing my my shooting percentages. 42 from the floor, freaking 26 from three-point land. Um and he's he's taken a lot of threes. Um, I mean that's that's what he that's what he does. Um, he's also almost averaging eight assists per game, which is pretty good, um, especially for a rookie. So uh, I think the shooting percentage will eventually come up uh, when he learns. You know the, the speed and the distance may may have something to do with it. I'm not sure, but I, I, I'm still I still believe in him. I think he's going to be good. I just checked the fantasy matchup, and I'm getting smoked now by Pat. Oh, he's winning the last time I checked, and now I'm down 6-2. to two. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, man. I've, I checked this morning. I feel like a lot of the categories are close, though, so we'll see. Yeah. It, but, yeah, Trey Young, he, he's going to shoot a lot and miss a lot. Yeah, the uh, just the fantasy basketball thing real quick. The ESPN standard is what I selected for us, and uh, two things that are crazy on it because it's a week-by-week. Week. We do week-by-week total categories that's who wins and there's an even number of categories which lends itself yeah, to tie weird. to ties and our friend ty <laughs> has only tied so far in the season he's zero zero and three which is wild and uh, the other thing is that you're not limited on how many games you can have count towards your total so if you have more players playing in a week you end up with a higher chance of winning which is which is kind of silly too but that's just my complaints about espn fantasy basketball um the other guys that have looked good, DeAndre Ayton's actually averaging a double-double. I haven't really seen him play, so I don't know what, what's going on with him defensively. I don't know what your guys' thoughts were on him so far. The team is trash. This is true. 
they're so they're so bad. You would think a team that like first of all, Dragon Bender doesn't even play. He's he's going to be gone from the league after next year. Um, he's going to go play in Europe. Um, I mean, if if you're going to watch the Suns, just pay attention to Aiton and Booker and your boy Josh Jackson. I haven't seen I haven't seen Aiden play at all this year. Um, going Monday night to see him play, so that'll be fun. Um, I've been really disappointed with uh, Miles Bridges. I thought he was going to come into the Hornets and just totally kill it, um, but he's been a weird fit so far. Uh, a lot of the Villanova he can't guys, shoot. Yeah, that's the, that's the real issue. Uh, it's been frustrating to watch, but uh, Jalen Brunson. Getting some minutes for the uh, for the Mavs, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Spellman's been real nice. Oh yeah, he's been getting time um, with the Hawks, right? He's yeah, he's been playing pretty good. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jay Wright. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, the, the Nova guys have had uh, good like uh, I mean the last couple of years. Josh Hart's been playing well, obviously, um, and then those guys. I mean the four first round picks or. Was Brunson second round? I forget now. He was I think he was early. Think he was early second round. Yeah, early, early uh, second or late first. I can't remember. I know it's uh, it's only I guess ten or eleven games, twelve games for some teams that have been played. But are you guys still happy that we ended up with Smith and not Bridges? I, I personally am. I, I think uh, I think Bridges is going to be a good. Uh, NBA player will be around for a while, uh, especially if the shot can um, kind of transition. But, yeah, I think Smith is just a little more dynamic uh, and has a little higher ceiling than, than, uh, than Bridges. So, yeah, I was definitely happy with it. I was happy with it on draft night and happy with it still. I like that we got the Miami pick. <laughs> That's oh, all yeah. I got. I mean, this is true, yeah. That's definitely true. Without seeing play. Smith play, it's that's all I can say, really. Uh, Kevin, I want to ask about your boy Harry Giles. Man, it's just there's so many big guys in Sacramento, but uh, I mean, I, I watched some play one game, um, and I mean he's decent. They're not really playing Bagley that much either. It's it's kind of a strange team uh, right now, but they're winning games. Yeah, Bagley's average. It's good to see him healthy. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bagley's averaging twelve and six, which isn't, which isn't terrible. Um, but yeah, I thought I think so a lot probably of. Probably look at his minutes. I bet he's not averaging that many minutes. Yeah, don't have that up. I can check on that though. I I, I just come on, Bill. What are you doing, man? The there's weird because on Basketball Reference, the the list of rookies has every statistic except for uh, minutes. So uh, it looks like he's averaging twenty two minutes per game. So is Puma is Puma back? Cause he signed with Puma and Aiton and Zaire signed with Puma. Are they, they going to be officially back as a, as, as a basketball sponsor? I don't know. I don't think that's enough star power yet. I mean, I know Aiton's been playing really well, but he's in Phoenix. So like no one really knows about him unless you're, you know, really following the NBA closely. Um, so I'm going to say no, not yet, but they're on the way. But yeah, I just I just want to talk about rookies in general, just because I thought I thought there's a lot this year that are playing really well that look like they're going to be at least decent players. I think Aiton and and Doncic to me look like the only two guys I'm pretty sure are going to be 
like superstar kind of players. Is there anyone else for you guys, or do you disagree with either one of those? I mean, what do you mean by superstar? I mean, I, I don't think Doncic is ever going to be an MVP. Yeah, I guess I I I don't mean that level, but you know, like um, constantly the all on the all NBA teams, you know, for six eight years or so, like that kind of level of players. Um, I, I mean, it's too early to tell, um, and I haven't really got to see all of them play. Um, I I'm really. I really want to see Michael Porter come back. I think he, he might be out for a while though. Um, but that's, that's just going to be another facet of that Denver Nuggets team. That'll be interesting. Cause I mean, he was the number one recruit in that, uh, in that draft class, um, before Bagley reclassified. So he, I mean, he has the talent, but has just had so many injuries. I don't think, uh, Doncic or Aiden are going to be the best player on a championship team for sure. Uh, but, they're going to be very good players, uh, I think. But beyond that, I don't, I don't know. I don't think – I think there's a little bit of a drop-off to the next class of, of rookies this year so far. And, well, we've only been through 12 or 13 games. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of meat in the middle for sure. Um, I, I've seen Mo Bamba a couple times, and uh, I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, mini, mini Embiid. Uh, other, I mean, other than the guys you mentioned, I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a drop off. Can I get a, a repick on my rookie of the year pick? <laughs> Ten games into the year, I want to take Kevin Knox back. <laughs> yeah, that was a bold one, man. Yeah, and he, he got hurt already and missed times. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander's looks pretty good though, uh, for a surprising Clippers team who's won some games. Yeah, well, they got some Darius Stornwell, so you know, of course they. I don't think they do anymore. Did you oh. check their roster this year? No, I don't they, think he's still on the team, man. Oh man, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I'm sorry, man. Like your one USC guy isn't in the league anymore. No, he is. Oh, uh, he was in the G League, but uh, I think he he got he's back up again. So, um, yeah, he played uh, on the 10th, which is what yesterday. No, it's today. He played today. Four minutes, grabbed a rebound. Come on, man. Don't Not be my fault. Don't hate on him, man. He's still there. Saturday afternoon NBA games. I'm, I'm out on them. I don't, I don't <laughs> Wait bizarre. until college football's over. Yeah. Uh, we also forgot, we were talking about Nova guys. We forgot to mention uh, DiVincenzo. He hasn't really shot the ball well, but they're playing him like 20 minutes a, a night. So I guess they, they, they feel good about him so far. The Michael Jordan of Delaware. I was watching uh, NBA TV and I think it was Steve Smith who said, like, it's not delivery, it's Steven Chenzo. And he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> that is pretty funny, though. And, like, but he, like, I forget who the other guy was. And, like, he told him to stop saying it because he said it, like, four times in a minute. He's like, dude, it was funny the first time. You got to stop. Uh, what, what is it even? You can't just, like, put a word in a phrase. <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything. Like, and it was on a play where, like, DiVincenzo got crossed up and, like, fell to the ground. So it was oh, bad. Oh, it a positive play. Wow. <laughs> no, it was a bad play. Oh, I figured it would have been, like, an assist or something. Um, yeah, because delivery, yeah, it would make sense if he... Yeah. yeah, but uh, it wasn't. <laughs> wow, so he comes up with a half-decent de- uh, phrase, not even a great one, and then just uses it in a random play. That's 
It's bizarre. Jaron Jackson, um, going back to the rookies, uh, I liked uh, what I've seen from him. Very minimal, but um, he's also putting up some good stats. Uh, being with Marcus Gasol, that's it's a good, I think, um, duo to have back there uh, defensive-wise. And, I mean, he was another uh, summer league superstar, draining threes in, in summer league. That's right, yeah. Yeah, he's averaging he's 12 and 5, but he's only shooting like 20% from three so far. But again, it's a small sample size. What about uh, my rookie of the year pick, uh, Landry Shamit? He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's been much better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, what a pleasant surprise. I mean, defensively, he's just a uh, uh, strong grease, but uh, he can, he's shooting at a high level. Uh, it's kind of exciting. And he's not afraid to shoot. Now, he's the perfect guy to have under JJ's tutelage. I think he's, JJ's just going to give him all the secret sauce, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I uh, I didn't really have high hopes for him. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I've I've liked what I've seen out of him also. Uh, so, um, moving on to future rookies, do you know Zion Williamson would be the second heaviest player in the NBA if he was in the league today? What? Only Boban would weigh more than he does. I. He was fat, but Zion's definitely fat. No, man. <laughs> Zion's built like a fucking linebacker, dude. Like, I, man, I have never linebacker, seen like a, 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 like a specimen like that. He is a freak of nature. Like, how can a kid that's like 18 be that like jacked? I just don't even understand it. And dude, when he, when he jumps, he just like floats in the air for like ever. If he wants to, like some of the warm up dunks he does are incredible. And I mean, now that we're talking about Duke, like, holy hell, what they did to Kentucky uh, was like one of Calipari's worst losses. I think I think he was like since like 89 or something, the most points they've given up since 89. And like they have three of probably their first four draft picks next next year. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, by the way, the average linebacker weighs about less than 250. So uh, he is way bigger than a linebacker. Wow. Yeah. He weighs 270 and jumps 45 inches in the air. Well, are you guys even buying that he that Mo Bamba weighs more? I don't. I'm not. I'm not buying that. No, Boban. Oh, Boban. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. Boban. Okay, yeah, Boban. My, he's like, what is he? Seven seven. He's. No, he's like seven four. Oh. Yeah, he's a big he's a big man. Yeah, when when Ben Simmons switched on Boban, I, I was he looked like a midget. He was so small. It was absurd. Oh man, there's a crazy picture he took with uh what's her name? Chanowick? Is that right? Did you guys see that? The actress? Oh, you gotta look it up, uh, man. It's crazy. Cause she's uh I think she's like five foot tall. And uh, he stands next to her uh, on the court before pregame. I guess she was at a Clippers game. I don't know what what was going on, but uh, did you look it up? Oh. Yeah, she comes up to his belly button. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's absurd that they're both of the same species. Boban is like almost tragically big. Well, watching him on the court, he he just lumbers, and I don't, I don't know. It can't be too healthy in the long term to be that big. 
So he, he dunked, I think it was early in the year, and he kind of like was hanging from the rim, but it, his feet were on the ground. So mm-hmm. can he get called for hanging on the rim if your feet are touching the ground? Oh, good question. <laughs> wow. I would be inclined to say no. Hanging, I think, implies that yeah, at least supporting you in some way. They're going to have to change wow. the uh, the the language there to tugging on it or something, pulling it down, you know, really. Because that's true. I agree. That's not hanging if, you, if your feet are on the ground. It, part of that's due to, I just looked up, uh, he weighs 291. I just was curious about that. That's ridiculous. But his wingspan is 7'10". Seven, seven, uh, seven, he only wears a shoe size twenty, though. Isn't that surprisingly small? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what they say. Yeah, Shaq's Shaq had bigger feet than that. Yeah. This is well, Bol Bol will be in the be in the NBA next year, and he's seven three too. Bol Bol, the son of former Sixer Manute Bol. Why did he name his kid? Bull, though, because his last name is Bull. Does that mean something? Maybe it means something. I don't know. But I, I was watching him. He's at Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching some highlights, man. He's he's good. You see the picture of Manute Bull uh, swimming underwater? No. Oh, it's terrifying. Uh, we'll look this up. He, it looks... Uh, uh, to see it. Yeah, we, he was named back. after... He was named after his late great-grandfather and Dinka chief Bull Chol Bull. So there you go. That's, oh, that's man. His name. This freaking... Yeah, thanks for looking it up, Kev. But uh, this picture of Bolt, Manute Bolt under the water is terrifying. I encourage everyone who's listening to this podcast to look it up because, man, you won't be disappointed. Oh, This podcast is just turning to people looking stuff up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We'll just have to like, provide links for everybody, all the pictures <laughs> that we're, we're referencing. <laughs> Great podcast content. I was about to say that. <laughs> but yeah, like, would you were would you guys lean? I mean, it's only one game, and I, I mean, I don't even know if you guys watched the whole game. Uh, would you lean towards Williamson or Barrett for the number one pick? Because obviously, we're going to get the first round overall pick with the Kings pick. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, man, I'm just like so floored by Williamson and he's from the South Carolina area. Like some people thought he might be able to, like Frank Martin might be able to get him. Um, it just, you know, obviously it didn't work out, didn't happen, but I don't know. He's so big and so athletic. I know Barrett is supposed to be the better prospect. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to decide right now. I, I don't know. It got reaction. I, just going with Williamson. I think when you have a someone with that athletic ability, that's going to translate almost 100 percent from the college game. So I would take that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it evolves. Probably fits. They're both le- lefties, right? <laughs> Are they not? Uh, I think so. Oh, Zion Williamson was born in 2000. That just ugh, oh, I don't like that. After this year, going to be born in 2000. Um, he's a full year younger than Barrett too. And, and he's, he's, uh, he's, he's slotted on these lists as a power forward. I don't, is that where you guys think he's going to play? He's only six, six. I know he's two eighty, but Barrett slotted as a... no, no, I'm sorry. Williamson. Zion. Williamson? Okay. Uh, I mean, today's NBA he could probably play four. Yeah. I mean, who's going to, I mean, 
You're not going to bang them down low against other fours. <laughs> who's who's going to go up against them at yeah, 280? This is this is true. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he might even be a better fit also because he's a power forward, right? I mean, that fills something that we probably need unless we do something in the off season. But oh, I forgot we were still hypothetically talking about the Sixers getting the first pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, but yeah, Bill's Bill's just worried he's too short since Bill wants all of his players to be seven feet tall. <laughs> this is true, yes. <laughs> so he doesn't want Kemba Walker on the Sixers because he's way too short. Uh, but yeah, it brings down the average height way too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and uh, well, I mean, where's he gonna play it too? Next to Ben? Well, I don't want Kemba either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he'd fit in well at the two. I don't don't want to pay him next year for sure. So, uh, kind of moot, but. I think it'd be fun. Is he a free agent this summer? I think so. Yeah, contract Kemba. Contract Kemba. Nice, yeah. dude. That's that step back three is unbelievable. He he jumps back like three feet. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh my god. That's how he won the. Uh, he won some games in college like that, right? When they were on that freaking crazy run. The the Big East tournament. Yeah, he had that one against. I think it was over Stephen Adams actually oh, against well. Pitt. Oh yeah, yeah it was. What do you guys think? Uh, we're getting Bradley Beal. Put him there in this shooting guard spot. Yeah, do you, I mean, do you think the Sixers make anything before the buyout time? I, I don't. I don't think they make any more trades before then. Probably not. No. Uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if they did that. Uh, it would have to go kind of mediocre with Butler for a while for that to become plausible, but I don't see it. Are we putting money on the Grizzlies tonight since the Sixers are going to have trouble fielding a team? Oh, yeah. Put put the other half of your bank account on the, <laughs> the Grizzlies tonight. Make it all well, back. no, Bill, Bill, uh, Bill put half of it on um, Milwaukee over. the Bucks over and, ha- and half of it on Memphis under. Yeah, so all my money's tied up Ooh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Got to stay liquid with your cash flow there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we didn't mention uh, that Boston's only seven and five. You guys, any thoughts on that? Tatum sucks. That's all I gotta say. Tatum sucks. Hayward sucks. The whole team sucks. Rozier sucks. It's about time. It's all catching up with them. All of these players are starting to play to their true ability. And uh, I think they're just getting in. Um fights in the locker room about the earth and its flatness <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah my favorite part of Kyrie throwing uh, <laughs> that ball into the crowd was someone put the earth over it <laughs> I saw that uh, yeah. yeah that was hilarious where did you guys fall on that uh, were you guys pro Kyrie throwing it into the crowd I think that was the least he should have done what were you throwing that ball for I think he should have, because I, I hate when teams get pissed off that players score at the end of games. Like, who threw the ball at uh, Dario? Was it uh, Goran Dragic last year? Oh, who was, was that? Was it the Heat? Yeah, I think it was the Heat. Uh, I think it was Dragic. Um, dude, just play defense for the last 20 seconds if you don't want the player to score. Oh, it's one of my favorite part of the M- parts of the NBA. It's so ludicrous to get upset over it, but people <laughs> go crazy. Uh, yeah, just stop him. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the game's I mean, not it, technically... It was, 
the game's not technically over. Like, there's no rule about it. I know there's like kind of a, you know, uns- unspoken thing. But I'm with you guys. You know, until the clock's at zero, it's it's fine. Play basketball. Well, especially in the uh, Dario situation last year, like they ha- they had to do something with the ball because the shot clock was going to run out. So like, rather than just standing there and letting the clock run out, just play basketball for 20 seconds. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. That's true. And or not Harris? Uh, it was it was Jamal Murray. I mean, he could have got 50 points. I mean, I don't blame him for trying to do it. Kyrie does. <laughs> it's because Kyrie. Because has he ever scored 50 in a game? I would think oh, so. Man. I want to say yes, but I don't know. Time to look it up, so people listening don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that team, I, I mean, I'm surprised that Boston is that bad, but um, I didn't think they were going to be the top team in the East in the regular season. I picked Toronto, um, who looks fantastic. Even when Kawhi doesn't play, they're still smoking teams, and then they go up by 25 against LeBron's team. Um, I'm not going to use their name. I'm just going to refer to them as LeBron's team. The Los Angeles uh, LeBron. That was in the, yeah, they were up by 25 in the first quarter. That's just yeah, I guess firing Dwayne Casey was the right call there. And then, yeah, that Dwayne Casey started out 4-0 in Detroit and then lost like five straight. It's because everybody's getting too much real estate in Andre Drummond's head. Do we look up that thing we were supposed to look up? <laughs> Kyrie's career high. Yeah. yeah, it's 49 going back three years. <laughs> There's got to be a Well, you guys saw that uh, the kid returned the ball to Jamal Murray, right? Oh, yeah. I saw that picture, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I looked it up. His career high is 57 ah. in uh, 2015. And surprisingly, he was against the Spurs. But Are the uh, Cleveland Cavs going to set the record for, like, most number one picks in, like, a 10-year span? Yeah, because the lottery is rigged, and every time the Cavs are contesting, they they get the number one overall pick. This is – everyone knows how it works. They, wait, when was Kyrie drafted? Uh, in 2011. Okay, so they've had three number one picks already in, since 2011. Yep. got a couple more years to go. Oh, man, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Cavs are in a bad situation. Boston will be fine. Uh, I mean, you got to remember, Hayward is basically a free agent coming in. He played a couple seconds with them, a couple minutes with them last year. Kyrie getting hurt last year. So the, the playoff team last year is a completely different team than this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they'll... We'll definitely sort everything out there. Similar to what's going to happen with the Sixers, having Hayward come back, having that fit in the, into the uh, fold is not easy, but it takes time. So. Yeah. I mean, so who's who's the favorite in the East now? I think we talked about this earlier, but um, like to, to make the NBA Finals, who's the favorite? I think it's us. Sixers. Yeah, yeah let me I see. I think it's us. I think it's Milwaukee and Kevin. I think it's I think it's Boston. Oh, the Boston. Wow. 
So nope, nobody's picking the team that's number one right now. No. That has the best player, in my opinion. I think yeah, you could make you can make the argument for a couple other players being the best, but I think Kawhi's the best player in the East. Yeah, I think Vegas has us as the third after uh, Boston's one, Toronto's two. We're three, and then they changed it already. Milwaukee's four. Yeah, yeah. I guess they would have to because people take advantage. Yeah, it changes pretty pretty quickly. And then Butler won't play until Wednesday, I heard. Oh, man, that's yeah, a bummer. apparently the trade call is scheduled for Monday, so I guess they won't get it done in time for Monday night's game. So Wednesday night uh, it's going to be the Sixers' debut if everything goes well. So who's the starting lineup tonight? I guess it's Markel, JJ, Ben, Mascala, and Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Mascala until then. And then the bench is Wilson Chandler, who's on limited minutes, Amir, Landry, Quick Release, Corkmaz, and... Jonah Bolden. Jonah Bolden, yeah. He drained a buzzer beater the other day. Yeah, actually, I take it back. Uh, that's my rookie of the year pick, Jonah Bolden. Jonah Bolden. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Really good, really good shot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got anything else to say? <laughs> Uh, I'm all out of out of uh, out of things. There's to no say. more. Pi- any more pictures we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we can talk about pictures for hours. <laughs> Got a slideshow on here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Bill. You got to get on that. <laughs> That's all you, man. That's all you. <laughs> but yeah, and and. Uh, who do you guys has, have as the favorites in the West? <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought we, I thought we could so go a whole story. podcast without talking about them. Well, actually, I brought oh, them up well, earlier. I, I brought them up earlier. Well, I'm, I meant since like the big move by the Wolves, do you think they can compete with the Warriors? <laughs> no. Well, I don't know, Kev. You have me convinced. The Grizzlies. Uh, I have them as my number one now in the West. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Them and the Kings, man. Yeah, the Kings are the class of California. <laughs> Who, were, if if the Kings combined with teams, because there was that Game of Zones episode last year where the Suns and Kings were jokingly combining their teams together, who, who would have to combine with the Kings to beat the Warriors? Like, where where's the limit? Obviously, like, if they... I mean, actually, I don't know. <laughs> like, even if they combine with the Rockets, do they even beat the Warriors? Yeah, oh my God. No. Did he not? Yeah, like our reaction was nobody, nobody. <laughs> Just uh, so sad. They'd, they'd be so deep, though, but I don't know. I think that team could beat the you Warriors. Get to keep all 24 guys? Yeah, you get to keep everybody. <laughs> there's, there's How no does that help you? How does that help you? You can't play 20 well, guys. I mean, you could, but. Uh, injuries. You can just well keep fouling everybody. So nobody fouls out. Oh, yeah, you get double fouls. Yeah. But, like, to, it, what if the, if the Suns and the Kings combined, would they even make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you don't sound convinced. <laughs> well, who starts? Yeah, you got 
uh, Randolph and Aiden start. Fox. Yeah, Randolph and Aiden down down low, right? Mm-hmm. You start Buddy. I guess. Buddy's playing pretty well this year. You guys like Jamal Murray better though, but I like Buddy. Big Buddy guy. Well, Jamal just—he we funny. just talked about him. He, he, I mean, he could just shoot the ball so well. Yeah, but he can't get to fifty. So I don't know. I don't want a guy on my team that can't get to fifty. Can't argue with that. If you shoot that shot, you gotta make it. Are are the Nuggets for real? Um, like, would you be shocked if if they made the the Western Conference Finals? Would you be shocked? Yes, I'd be shocked. Okay. <laughs> would you not be? I would not be shocked. No. Come on, the way man. Houston's looked. He's just saying that because he, he, he used to live out in Denver and he he was kind of a Nuggets fan. Oh, calm down, man. I mean, even if that's the case, like I, I would be floored if they made the Western Conference Finals. I mean, floored. Yeah. Just because wow. the, the Rockets are off to a slow start, not gelling. Would you be floored if like the Timberwolves or not the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers made it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be shocking. So you, would you be floored if like anybody but the Rockets and the Warriors made it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this current Lakers <laughs> roster, yeah, but if if they can make moves, I I just have a lot of confidence in LeBron. But no, I think that would still shock me. Actually, never mind. Yeah, so I'm with Pat. Well, what if, wow. Would it floor you? It would. It would. Um. Yeah, it would. It would floor me. I would. Yes, I would be on the floor. I'd be standing right beside myself. Rufalin, Rufalin. Um, why do you guys love the Rockets still? I mean, Carmelo's on the team. You know that, right? <laughs> he's he's tradable, so maybe they can. Uh, if, if things get worse, they can always get rid of him. Uh, that's true. He does seem to bring losing with him uh, when he goes anywhere. But um, I don't know. I just I know they lost those two guys, and and that that hurt, but. Um, I still think they're better than everyone in the West. I just, I think they'll figure it out. Um, I think this is more of like an anomaly. It's not, it's, it's weird, um, but I, they'll, they'll figure it out. I feel like if they, if they move him, a team that is sudden, in sudden need of some bench depth is the 76ers. Uh, mellow to the Sixers, what do you guys think? Oh my God. Are we getting Olympics, Carmelo? <laughs> oh man, that would that would be devastating. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who would who would take uh, Melo off their hands. But even even so, I'm with I'm with Bill. I think the they have everybody else. Once everyone's kind of healthy, uh, it's just going to be those two teams. I think if Melo came to the Sixers, he'd be gone in a week. I, I think that. Butler and Embiid would bully him and make him leave the team. Yeah, they would break him for sure. Talk about real estate. Oh, yeah. Half and half. I got a question. Is is Mello fat? Oh, he's been fat his whole career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was fat at Syracuse. Yep. No, there was one year when LeBron lost weight that Mello was like, hey, that's a cool thing to do. I'm going to lose weight. And there was like one year he, he wasn't skinny, but he wasn't fat. Was that in Denver? No, it was in New York, I think. 
Might have been the same season that Amari like punched the wall and broke his hand. Wasn't skinny, but wasn't fat. What a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> yeah, he's been through a uh, interesting career, Melo. Nobody in the league has ever been like their highlight of their season been wearing a hoodie on the court besides Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah, talk about a wasting John Wall's career, but what a waste of a career. Yeah, I always... Well, compl- I mean, it was his own fault. Yeah. It, the Knicks traded their entire team just to get him when he could have just waited six months and signed with them in free agency. Yeah, I've always... That team. I've always been disappointed by his career. I've definitely made that known on this podcast before. Uh, he's one of the most disappointing players of the last like 15 years, I would say, for sure. If there's anything I've learned from doing this podcast with you, Bill, is that you love Carmelo and that you love Dwight Howard. Those, those are the two things I've learned. <laughs> oh, man, you don't listen very well, Kev. I got to say that. <laughs> I think the, the, the word that you would refer to them as they are world beaters. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think I think I'm I'm scared. Dwight Howard's going to haunt this podcast even after he retires. So I'm, I just think he'll find a way to get his name spoken on this podcast even after that. After he's done playing. Yes, I will bring it up every time. Don't worry. <laughs> just gonna have. I'm gonna put it in the intro. <laughs> just a Dwight Howard quote. All right. I don't even know what to what, what are we even going to put as the description of this podcast we're really just talking about nothing the whole time <laughs> <laughs> talk about a lot of images <laughs> yeah I mean if you want to hear people people talk about photos <laughs> on the internet and videos this is the one <laughs> which players are fat <laughs> yeah Zach, Rand- Zach Randolph we're talking about him he's fat I wouldn't call him. I'm not going to call him fat because that's a bad dude. I don't want him tracking me down, man. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think that, I'm going to take my chances that Zach Randolph's not going to listen to this podcast. Is, uh, is Miles Turner fat? Miles Turner's not fat, I want to no, say. No, not fat. I, I got him down as fat. Wow. Maybe we could do a whole separate podcast if he's fat or not. <laughs> Andre Drummond called Joel fat. Did he? Yeah. Oh, Embiid is not fat. Well, if anybody's calling somebody fat, it should be Andre Drummond. <laughs> yeah, Drummond's get, get he's pushing it. I don't think he's fat, but he's he's close. Yeah, he's good, he's not skinny. <laughs> Definitely not skinny. <laughs> yeah, those are the three choices: skinny, fat, or not skinny. <laughs> Covers everybody. There you go. And then there's like uh, Robert Tractor Trailer. That's the fourth category. I was trying to think of his name. I was sitting here literally trying to think of his name. Oh, man, that's great. R.I.P., right? He passed away, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. Not bad anymore. Well, now we got, I mean, we got the topic of our next uh, <laughs> topic of our next podcast. So... Yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. You just go through all the sports. 
Yeah, we should uh, come in with a list of of uh, who we rank as the ten ten fattest in history. Just wow. run it down. Ben Roethlisberger fat? Oh yeah, that's not even a question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. It's like asking if CC Sabathia is fat. <laughs> <laughs> he might get his own yeah, category too. John Daly. I feel like baseball and golf though it must have like different thresholds. Yeah. I think I think CC's over the threshold no matter what you put into the equation. <laughs> this is true. A planet or not a planet? But all right, we'll we'll keep the names to a minimum now that we want to keep them for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Don't give too much away. All right. Got to keep them wanting. Hey, we should wanting I guess. <laughs> This is getting, uh, this is, uh, falling apart here. Put it out of its misery. Can't uh, be falling apart if it was never put together. So. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, all right. Well, Pat, thanks for coming on with us, man. It was fun. Sure. It was a pleasure. Looking forward to the, the fat or not podcast <laughs> coming up. I'll, uh, I'll do my research. That sounds good. Uh, Love it. before we end, I got to remember, uh, that the the Eagles have had a little bit of a struggle this year. Um, why they're four and four, right? I should know that. But yeah, um, big game this Sunday night. Um, so looking forward to that. But uh, you know they can say whatever they want about the Eagles, but uh, they're still they're still the current Super Bowl champions. And I just I just want everyone to remember that. Um, make sure that was said on, on the podcast. But um, yeah, that's it. So until next time, um, I'm not sure. We, I think we're going to tease the, uh, the the fat or not podcast out and, and push it maybe to like mid NBA season. Um, so Deep you research for that one. So. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take a lot of a lot of research. So look out for that one. But uh, we'll be back with uh, some more NBA talk before that, probably. So um, but uh, for Pat and Kev, uh, this is Bill and this has been the Pick and Roll podcast. And thanks for listening. Thanks.